Welcome to Insider Marketing. I'm Mark Thomas, head of growth here at Powered by Search. And each week we'll be breaking down a SaaS company's marketing, giving ideas about how we would improve the strategy to get more trials, demos, and revenue using demand gen, SEO, and paid media. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Insider Marketing, where we take a SaaS company, look at what they're doing with their marketing already, and work out ways that they could improve or ways that they could benefit from marketing that they may not have worked on before. Today, I'm joined by Jess Toza. Jess, I've never asked you, is it just Toza or is it just Towser? It's just Tozer. Okay. I've heard other people call you just Towser, and I always think, I'm sure that's Tozer. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> it's Tozer. <laughs> All right. Jess, um, what do you do at Powered by Search? Yeah, so I am a senior paid media strategist Powered by Search. So I am responsible for building, deploying campaigns, coming up with a strategy, uh, and all that good stuff. All right, nice. Well, what's interesting today is that the company who we're discussing actually doesn't appear to do any paid media uh, work. So that'll be a really interesting conversation here. The company that we are talking about today is School Status. So here's a little bit more information about them. Now, before we dive into the episode, I want to give you some context around School Status. School Status is a platform for K-12 schools to manage student data and communication with parents. They were founded in 2012 in Mississippi. Now, like the majority of companies we're going to talk about on Insider Marketing, we don't have conversion or revenue data, so we have to make some inferences. Now, our bet is that they're doing around $5 million ARR with a marketing team of just four, which, if you ask me, is super impressive. They've got about 30 people overall in the company. Now we're going to share some strategy ideas for demand gen, SEO, and PPC with Jess Toza from the team here at Powered by Search. If you're ready, let's dive in. So there you go. There's a bit of information about school status and what they do. It's obviously school status to me because I'm in the UK, school status to everyone in North America. Uh, so there you go. Jess, you have kids of this age, right? Yes. Yep. I have a 10-year-old uh, who is currently in fifth grade. Amazing. What's that been like for you the last year? It's been a wild ride um, between in-person and remote learning and going back and forth. And last year, my daughter had to schlep her entire computer and all her books every single day. So her backpack was about 50 pounds. It's been a wild ride, but communication has definitely been something that because of the pandemic and moving forward is so crucial for parents and schools. I can't believe the kind of the growth in this industry. It's been pretty wild looking at the research uh, that we did around this. Uh, you were just telling me about the search volume around school communication stuff. Do you want to say a bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So in doing research Prior to this call, I noticed that in the past 10 years, this went from being a non-existent search volume to growing really tremendously in the past five years. But specifically in the last month and a half, the search volume for school communication apps has doubled. So now is the time <laughs> to be in this business. Yeah, for sure. Um, so coronavirus itself was a big inflection point for school status. Uh, they're backlink profile, that's the number of backlinks that they're getting, changed course from what is kind of pretty linear growth. Like it was it was steady, but linear. 
to what we would call hockey stick growth in spring 2020, which is like you could see a graph of their uh, their backlink growth over time and predict when coronavirus started, if I'm honest. So it's a big moment for them. And I really, really hope that they're seeing the growth because actually I was, I love doing the research here. Uh, we speak to a lot of companies who are maybe not quite as mission-driven as school status are. So all of the companies that we work with are interesting in their own way. But what I really love about School Status was they have a fantastic story behind them. So their founder, Russ, he has a brilliant video that's on their About page. I love the kind of the story that he tells in that about his personal experience of high school. And I've got to say, like, it must be shared by so many people, like the difficulties there in communicating and how that affects kids' development. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, if I had had something like this when I was in school, I think it would have been really helpful in helping even my parents see my progress and what I needed to be doing and be more involved. And having a kid now, just in the last couple of years, I've realized how important it is to have that communication and involvement with the teacher in the school. Let's talk a little bit about demand gen first, because I know we want to talk about PPC and paid media in general and how we'd kind of build that up over time. But I feel like with every every client we work with, positioning is the is the thing that basically underpins what the success that they have with each channel that we work with them on, right? Because if you don't have a clear understanding of positioning, it's hard to actually go off and do the work. And I just want to say, first of all, praise to the marketing team at School Status. There's only there's only about four people in the marketing team currently, it looks like, and they've produced a weighty website. There's a heck of a lot of content on there. And a lot of it is already really well positioned, I felt. Now, what's interesting about the positioning of School Status is if you do some scrolling around and reading, you can clearly see the problem that this is solving for their customers. And that's really not that common when we first start looking at someone's website. It's often quite abstract. I just think that's so, firstly, so impressive that they've managed to do that in a coherent way throughout this big website with a team of four. Yeah, it's a very big website. Um, lots of good content on it, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So let's look at ways that we could maybe think about imp- kind of adding some extra value here to school status. So the first thing that pops up is that I think you could add like another layer to the messaging, which is like, and we were talking about messaging as a function of positioning. You've got good positioning already. Your problem is clear. Your customer is clear. What you do is clear in relation to competitors, right? But what school status isn't doing quite right is clearly communicating that and why it is better than alternative solutions in their first glance of their landing pages. So for example, a topic discussed in blogs on the site is why school status is better than student information systems, which I think isn't just an industry term for databases of student data effectively. Now, if I'm thinking about differentiation here, I don't think that they lean hard enough into the differentiator between them and Class Dojo or Remind, who are actually listed on on some of these pages as competitors. And that is that school status can integrate data sources from tools that you already use in your school. And that means that you're not locked into a platform, which 
thinking about like how budgets and things like that change in schools all the time, like this is a big benefit. This is a big pain point for schools is like if they need to change provider, they can do that flexibly if they're using school status in a way that maybe they can't with Class Dojo or Remind. I think that doesn't come through unless you do a bit of reading. And I think that's a big opportunity for them. Absolutely. The next thing I'll say is that the current website feels somewhat less easy to use than their competitors. And again, thinking about how potential customers might feel about this when they land on the site, it's a big area for improvement. So if you, again, if you look at Class Dojo, which is, a, uh, you know, effectively one of the market leaders here, if you look at Class Dojo's site with school status, you can really see the difference. More than anything, the biggest way to improve this would be looking at the information flow because it's just quite, there's a lot, uh, basically. So what I would do here to improve this right away is I would take the information on the page the landing page in particular, because that's obviously what most people see. I would cut down the amount of copy. There's some big chunky sections of text. I would also decrease font and spacing sizes to make it all feel a little bit kind of tighter. And then I would revisit the images used on like what we would call the money pages, like where people convert, because there are almost no pictures of what school status actually looks like to use, which is a frequent, it's not an uncommon problem. But it also, it doesn't have a big difference. Uh, it does make a big impact because people can visualize in their heads if they've shown them what the UI of the actual product looks like, whether it's the right product for them. I definitely agree with that. They have some great videos where they have teachers talking about how if you can write a text message, you can use school status. And I feel like that showing how easy it is to use and what it's going to feel like when you use it at your school is absolutely something that I would recommend adding as well. Yeah. My wife is a teacher of this age group also. And I know that for a lot of teachers, the adoption of technology or new technologies can sometimes feel daunting because they're so busy doing teaching work and, you know, helping kids and also doing paperwork as well. A lot of the time that thinking about, oh, how do I integrate this new thing into my workload is actually a challenge. So as you said that showing those videos off or showing maybe even some static representations of what's shown in those videos could be a really big thing for school status here. One other thing on Demand Gem before we talk about PPC a little bit. A big win for school status is to clear up the conversion path. On their homepage, for example, you can see that they're providing resources for the full customer journey. Now, we always recommend that you help people go from problem aware to like ready to buy. And you do that with different types of content at each stage in the journey. We have a thing called the customer awareness matrix where we recommend different types of content for each one of those stages. And school status already has a lot of that stuff. The problem is that they've put it all on the same page and that that doesn't actually help a user go from like uninformed to buying. I actually counted seven separate call to action on the homepage alone, which is a lot like that's way, way more than you need. You need a maximum of two in our experience, probably just one. So I would think about removing as much of that call to action as possible right away and focus on the landing page, probably focus on like 
book a demo or at the very most contact us if you're not going to do book a demo and then move the other calls to action off to things like the product page or the blog pages or like even the pricing page which i don't actually think exists yet the pricing page but that's also an opportunity so there you go jess what are your thoughts on the paid media stuff though from what we can see is they haven't been running paid ads for quite a while. It looks like they did test it out a little less than a year ago, but nothing currently running. So there's definitely some opportunities being left on the table, in my very humble opinion. They have a great product, but I think that they're missing out on the opportunity to remarket to people that have been to the website because Again, schools take a while to make the decision if they can put this in their budget. So remarketing is some really low-hanging fruit that could be deployed quickly and easily. I also, like you were talking about, they have great content. They could use that to create mindshare with parents and teachers. Parents like, hey, wouldn't you like to have better communication with your children's teachers in school? And vice versa, teachers, wouldn't you like a better way to communicate with your parents? It helps make the school successful, makes the students successful. So using channels like Facebook and Instagram, even YouTube, because they do have great videos, just to create that mindshare and brand awareness, get parents and teachers on board and request that the school uses this solution. And then, of course, like we were talking about earlier, the search volume for School communication apps has doubled just in the last month, so that would also be really good use case to add to some uh, inbound search on Google and or Bing. So, you know, there are a lot of ways that they could add value and increase their position in the market by using PPC and paid media. Yeah, I think like a question that I have, and I'm sort of I'm still unsure is who actually ends up buying the product. Thinking about the whole kind of buying unit here, I guess someone somewhere gets becomes the influencer, right? So in our kind of methodology, the influencer is a person who goes, this is a great idea, we should have this, and then acts as like an internal champion for your, your product in their business. Now, I would assume here that's maybe teachers, but it could also be parents. So teachers they've covered off on their website. Do you think that it's worth targeting parents with like, hey, request request like an info pack or something like that so that parents could kind of become the influencers in the buying in the buying process for schools? Absolutely. I think that would be a brilliant idea. I guess that makes it increasingly easy to target a broad audience as well on on something like Facebook or Instagram for advertising. And the great thing about Facebook and Instagram is there are audiences for parents of school-aged children. There are audiences for people who put teacher as an employer. So you have a much better opportunity to hit that target market where sometimes, you know, if you're, let's say you want to target people who own a spice shop, (laughs) that's harder to target on Facebook or Instagram, whereas the ones for parents and teachers are very clear-cut on Facebook and Instagram. So that just makes it all the, the easier to use those channels. 
Wow, I didn't know the thing about the parents of high school children. That's that's amazing, isn't it? Well, it also makes sense why uh, when you're about to get married, you get bridal things regardless of your gender. Um, <laughs> they know. <laughs> they do know. Oh, my gosh. So the other thing I was going to ask you here is let's say school status decide to run a campaign on Facebook that tries to capture interest from teachers who might become the influencer for their school district or the school itself to buy. What would you be directing people to do? So what's the call to action and what's the kind of like, is it a lead magnet page and what kind of lead magnet should they be thinking about? Do you think put you on the spot there? (laughs) That's a great question. Lead magnets that we see work really well tend to be a little sensational, (laughs) if you will, you know, five ways to help your students succeed better, five ways to better communicate with parents. It's usually something like five, three tips, five tips, five ways. And I would recommend something having to do with communicate or helping your students succeed. That way you can get people to get these resources. You can get these teachers to get these resources. Now they are in your funnel and you can send them emails and the emails can have call to actions for, you know, get a demo. They can have a video of other teachers, you know, teachers want to see other teachers saying, Hey, this is how we're succeeding using school status. So not to go off on a tangent there, but um, for lead magnets, something that is a real quick, easy read that captures their attention and they feel like they can read quickly and deploy quickly and they're willing to give their email for it. Yeah, there's actually a um, a couple of resources about identifying and measuring learning loss on the homepage. I think, they, you know, we were mentioning earlier about removing some of the CTAs and putting them off into different pages. Well, I wonder if maybe there's a lead magnet there that they could use. I love your idea about the teachers talking to teachers video as well. I think that's really smart. The term is escaping me, but it's like the mirror effect or the parakeet effect. <laughs> you know, like I want to see me telling someone like me telling me how great this is and how it's making their life better. <laughs> that's a great term. That's a great term. What else should they be thinking about? Another opportunity that I saw that I would recommend is Captera. Captera, for starters, they have, school status has really good reviews across the board from what I've seen. So big kudos to them. That's fantastic. Like G2, there are so many teachers that are like, I don't know how I lived without this. So Captera seems like a really good place for them to run some paid ads as well. It's a huge platform for people who are doing research on software. There are a lot of similar competing softwares on Captera. Captera can be a gold mine for running PPC. The cost per click tends to be a lot more than like Google or Bing. However, we see much higher conversion rates and we see a much higher intent with that audience because they are it's already in their head. They're now doing the final research and getting their demos and trials. So I think Captera is also an untapped channel for them as far as getting some really good leads. Yeah, I I think that's really smart. I actually found out about school status on G2 as well while I was researching uh, companies in this sector. I thought it was really interesting. And I love your point there about the, the level of intent 
I suppose, yeah, that totally makes sense that somebody who's gone off to G2 is comparing products, right? And we were just saying earlier as well about how the buying process of this might take a long time. Well, like it may be, it could potentially be years, like because things get lost in in big organizations like a school. And the point where somebody comes to compare products, they've been asked by somebody to go off and like work out what the budget is, right? And at that point, that's like the ideal moment to say, hey, here's the budget. <laughs> here's the product that does what you need to do because you're researching for it. I guess that's in a way that like maybe if you're just Googling, it's a totally different intent at that point. Yeah. And it could be a parent Googling. And again, we do want to have that mind share because hopefully that parent has some weight asking the teachers, going to the PTO meetings. But yeah, the intent does seem to be higher. So I, it's definitely a channel that they could leverage. Okay. Before we move on to SEO, is there anything else that you want to talk about? So with the PPC, the messaging has to be really spot on. People who, what I see is people who are doing their research on PPC, there you have a much shorter amount of time to capture their attention. So there are some opportunities for messaging on the landing pages. The homepage, when I first hit the homepage, I wasn't 100% clear on what school status was. It actually looked more like it was for uh, report cards. So on the landing pages, especially if you're doing PPC, I would recommend something more along the lines of school status, improves communications, or I guess you don't even have to say school status, but you could say improve communication between parents, teachers, and schools to make the school or the student more successful, but something that makes it a lot clearer really quickly, and then you add your value props. So there are some messaging things that could be refined for landing pages, for PPC specifically. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think that makes a lot of sense. All right, let's talk about SEO quickly because I want to just, I think we've got some really fun ideas at the end here for things that they could also try. As we said at the start, it looks like it's been a big year for um, search for the whole industry, but specifically for school status. That being said, it doesn't look like they're performing very well for some significant product related terms. Like for example, I found student data analysis. They're at position 13 currently, which is obviously not the first page. How to analyze student data. Now that's a pain point. So they have a blog post on it, which is great, but unfortunately it's at position 41, which is like very far down. To improve the performance of that, they should think about adding additional sections in that target related keywords because probably what has happened there is how to analyze student data. The top results, although we'd need to look into it, are most likely ranking for way more keywords than school status's post. Also student data software, that's a product category term. Having a page on the site that specifically talks about that, a features page most likely, is probably a really strong idea. So I think that's a big opportunity. The other one, as always, every single time we talk, uh, is competitor pages. There's a class dojo alternatives is a total wasteland. Now I've said class dojo a lot. It may be that for the buyer of this product, school status, class dojo is not in their mind. Uh, it's the one that I found because I'm not I'm not a sector expert. But looking at their whoever they think is the alternative product and then creating a page for that is a great opportunity. 
ClassDojo Alternative gets 10 searches a month according to the keyword tools. That doesn't seem like very much, but two things. Firstly, the keyword tools are never that accurate for long tail keywords like alternatives or competitors. They're barely ever right in our experience. I bet there's way more people searching for it than 10. It also has a low difficulty because only sites like Captera, G2, and GetApp are actually ranking for it. And they're general sites that make general comparisons. We know that a strong piece of content that does an honest comparison is actually very easy to outrank those sites, especially in, I want to say, less popular or less uh, contested categories uh, than school software. So yeah, I think there's some big opportunities there. That brings us to... The last couple of minutes here, we just go into a quick fire round where three, four minutes max, we'll cover off some ideas that we maybe didn't talk about that we think that school status should explore. Jess, do you want me to go first or uh, shall I, do you want to go first? Yeah, you go first and I'll, I'll piggyback on what you say. <laughs> nice one. Nice one. Well, speaking of Class Dojo. I noticed that ClassDojo actually rank and get a lot of traffic from a directory on their website called Toolkit. Now, this is built into their product, but it doesn't need to be. Basically, Toolkit is a series of small tools. Engineering as marketing is the marketing term for it, where basically they've created many apps that you can use, I think, in the browser, but they help out with specific problems that people experience in the classroom. Now, obviously, there's a different angle that school status come at this whole market from than Class Dojo, but it's interesting. So examples are a noise monitor that you can project onto your whiteboard, which basically shows how noisy it is in the classroom so that kids can self-regulate in theory. I'd love to see if that works in practice. A focus music player. So the ability to choose like a mood and a time length so that if you're doing a task or whatever, you can have kids focus, hopefully, during the uh, time period. And then also a random student selector, which I think is an interesting idea. So that one is is to do with basically if you're in a quick conversation and you want to say, hey, who's got an answer? You're going to present this thing. Uh, choosing a random student is kind of interesting. You could have teachers input an email address to save their school logo or colors or whatever onto their own version of it. And that, by the way, gets you leads for your marketing. The other thing I'll say here is I think they should also explore podcasting. So we have been we've been really successful with podcasting. Uh, we have four shows and thousands of listeners who we wouldn't have access to. And the education space is so crowded in terms of marketing. Ed tech is like a big thing. We all know that. That owning a compelling podcast could really help them reach out to their potential customers. They alternatively could use a service like lemonpie.fm to get Russ, the founder, booked onto education podcasts. They specialize in um, what they call podcast tours, where they, they're incredible at it. They basically will take your your niche, and they'll find a bunch of different topics you could own. And then they'll go off and pitch you as a guest. Uh, and you just turn up basically and record these things. I think that's a, a good opportunity for school status. Jess, you got anything? So aside from the suggestions of Captero, which is a little out there for some companies in the messaging, I would recommend emails. It looks like they do have a put your email in if you want email updates. 
on their blog page, but there could certainly be something a little bit more enticing. Enter your email address and get tips and tricks in your email every month for how to better do X, Y, Z for your school or your parents or your students. And those, those drip sequences would be really helpful for both the parents, the teachers, the school, the directors to keep school status in front of those people and top of mind when it does come to planning the budget and how to deploy new softwares and apps for the school. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, once you've got the basics of demand gen in place and you're kind of reliably getting demos, it turns into many SaaS businesses will find that they turn into more of a brand-driven marketing exercise. And at that point, a like stuff like podcasting and kind of less conversion-focused newsletters and mailing lists, those really, really work because they, as you said, they keep you front of mind for a long time in people's minds course, that's where you're front of mind. But and that's really important because uh because you need to do that in a long buying cycle. All right. Jess, this was really good. I really enjoyed it. And um fingers crossed we can solve the school communication problem once and for all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well thanks so much for having me, Mark. This was wonderful. Nice one. We'll have you back again. All right. See you soon. Well that's it for today. But friend, it doesn't have to end here. Because if you want to do something about your SaaS marketing, you should go to our website. We have heaps of in-depth blog posts, podcasts, and other resources about how to grow your demos, free trials, and signups with DemandGen SEO or PPC. Now, if you want us to help you with that, you can book a SaaS scale session by clicking on the work with us button in the nav bar. Or you can follow me on Twitter at IamMarkThomas, that's Mark with a C, or follow our founder, Dev Basu, that's D-E-V-B-A-S-U. I'll see you next time for another episode of Insider Marketing.